Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. The European Union sues Poland, Hungary, and the Czech Republic to force them to allow Muslim immigration. We have an exclusive interview with Britain's MEP, Nigel Farage. Also, Father Andre Mahana talks about Syrian refugees. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? On today's show, we have a breaking news interview with Nigel Farage, one of the most important men in the European Parliament, responsible for getting Britain out of the EU. But first, let's talk about the news in Poland. The European Union is now issuing mandatory immigration orders to Poland, Hungary, and the Czech Republic, who so far have resisted allowing Muslim refugees to come into their country. But the EU is going to sue them and force them to allow more Muslims into Poland? The Independent UK reports the European Commission has now launched a legal proceeding against the three European Union member states who have so far refused to take in Muslim refugees. Poland, Hungary, and the Czech Republic have established their borders and they have been accused of not fulfilling their obligations as outlined in a so-called 2015 plan to relocate migrants from Italy and Greece. Of course, the other nations in the EU have been caving in to allow Muslims to migrate, particularly to Germany. But the EU's migration commissioner, Dimitris Averopoulos, told a news conference, quote, I regret to see that despite our repeated calls to pledge to relocate, these three countries, the Czech Republic, Hungary, and Poland, have not yet taken necessary action, end quote. Well, the commission is now launching infringement procedures against those three nations to violate their sovereignty, force them to allow these Muslim immigrants, which would allow a top EU court to potentially impose fines. However, that legal battle could take months, even years to conclude. Meanwhile, Polish and Hungarian governments have so far refused to take anyone in, Muslim or otherwise. While the Czech Republic initially accepted 12 people, but then said no more, 12 is too much. Poland's Deputy Foreign Minister, Konrad Szymanski, told State TV that the action, quote, unnecessarily heats up political tensions, of which there are already too many in the EU. If necessary, Poland is ready to defend its legal arguments and even its borders in court, end quote. In a separate legal battle on the matter, Hungary and Slovakia have challenged the agreement altogether in the top EU court with an indication of the ruling due out next month. And that's the news. Our thanks to Independent UK for that report. Let's take a moment and discern the spirits. How do you decide, and how should any country decide, what people to let in and what people to keep out? Well, should it be based on the color of their skin? No, that'd be racism. 
should be based on what language they speak? No, that's, uh, I suppose, some kind of other kind of ethnic discrimination. Should it be based on whether they are good or evil? Yes, it should be based. If anyone's immigration policy ought to be to let the good people in and keep the bad people out. How can you keep the bad people out? You do it by discerning the spirit of evil that is in them through their past behavior. Now, if they're coming from Muslim terrorist countries, that ought to be a red flag. I'm not saying guilty by association, but you ought to vet them a little bit tougher than you would otherwise. The Bible says this in Proverbs 22, and it's okay to have boundaries, Poland, good for you. Because the Bible says, do not remove the ancient landmark which your fathers have set. Let's pray about this. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we pray for strong borders and strong security so there are standards in the world, not against race, but against good and evil, so that evil people will be kept out and good people will be kept safe. We pray this blessing even upon all the countries of Europe, in Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Nigel Farage, Minister to the European Parliament. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. How can you discern the thoughts in your own mind from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or from angels or from invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps, and you've seen us on this show talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. Maybe you know that I wrote my PhD dissertation entitled How to See the Holy Spirit and Angels and Demons. And it's all about this important topic of receiving the gift of discerning of spirits. How can you discern the thoughts that come to you? How do you know to learn to hear the voice of God and discern that from the demonic voice which tempts us to sin? Well, this is an important skill and it will change your ministry. It'll change your life, which is why we've created now not just a book, but a 17-part video Bible study on a four-disc DVD set that we would like to send to you and your church and your family and your small group. This important Bible study series goes through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How did Jesus discern the spirits? How did the Apostle Paul discern the spirits? What does the Old Testament say about demons and the Holy Spirit and angels? When you learn to discern, it will transform your life and your ministry. Please visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and get this important video resource. Or call us toll-free at 866-Obey-God, and for a suggested donation of $99, we'll give you the entire 17-part Bible study series for just $99. And if you order today, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, or call us toll-free at 866-Obey-God. Get this important Bible study series for your family. Call today. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. 
I'm Dr. Chaps. We're here at uh, the Marriott in Lone Tree, Colorado, where I'm joined now by Nigel Farage, MEP representing the UK in the EU. If you can follow all that, here is <laughs> Nigel Farage, MEP. It's an honor to meet you, sir. Great to be here and uh, exciting times in the world. You know, 2016, we saw Brexit, we saw Trump, and now here we are in the middle of the following year, and the other side are not taking defeat very gracefully. Well, you were a big part of Brexit. Uh, you've, been, you've been in the EU, I think, for your career, started maybe 15 years ago. For the American audience on a religious network, they may not know about UKIP. You started this party, and that, over the years, snowballed into getting Britain out of the EU. Yeah, I mean, what had happened was our entire political class had bought into this European project. Initially, it was about trade, it was about cooperation, it was about being closer with our neighbours. Well, who could object to any of that? Right. Uh, but actually, behind it, there'd always been a big political agenda to create a United States of Europe without ever asking people for their consent. So I, 25 years ago, uh, looked at what was happening, thought it was wrong for our country, wrong for democracy, was taking us further away from the English-speaking world, including America. So, yeah, I mean, I... You know, I led this campaign for year after year after year. Um, I very nearly became the patron saint of lost causes, uh, <laughs> but I kept on going. And yeah, we forced the agenda, we forced the referendum. So we kind of changed history. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because you think, well, you're going to need big money. You're going to need famous people. We were just an ordinary group of people who were very determined. And as a front bencher at the EU, you're there making the argument against all those other socialists who want to keep it together. You're the guy arguing to get us out. But that leads to a couple of questions about immigration. You have some political alignment with Donald Trump. He's been speaking against immigration. He's been having a hard line, perhaps against Islamists who want to come to America. Talk about the two bombings this past month in London. We've got two problems here. The first is irresponsible, open-door immigration, allowing bad people to pose as refugees to come into Europe. You know, five of the eight people who committed the atrocity in Paris had got into the continent by claiming to be refugees. The guy in Berlin that drove the truck and killed all those people in the Christmas market, again, somebody who'd come into Europe posing as a refugee. The other problem we've got is we've got homegrown radicalism. People, you know, I mean, look, I've got a British passport. But equally, equally, the homegrown Islamist terrorists have got this passport as well. So, that, so also, we have a problem in our schools, in our prisons, in our mosques. And our leaders have been so weak, so gutless, that anyone like me that has been saying for many years now, can we please be careful? Can we recognize that multicultural division within society is fostering something bad? Can we please be really strict about who comes in through the open door? And for saying those things and for doing those things, you know, I've been called Islamophobist, uh, racist. They like the name calling. I, I, yeah, I mean, painted out as if I represented something absolutely awful. And I want to say this that Donald Trump may not be everybody's cup of tea, he may appear to some to be a bit rough around the edges. He may send the odd tweet that people don't like. But the one thing Trump gets is he sees the disasters in Paris. He sees what's happening in Brussels. He's seen these recent atrocities that have happened in England. And he is trying to stop 
America from going down that route. He's trying to make America safer. He deserves your support. So you're a big Donald Trump fan. I think you came and, and advised him. Last question. Um, Theresa May called for early elections. Maybe that was a mistake on her part, but, but she got a coalition government in part with the Northern Irish DUP. And one of their conditions, I'm told, is that you have to be present at all Brexit negotiations going forward. Is that true? Well, we're in the world here of gossip and rumor. Um, I've got friends inside the DUP. Uh, you know, whatever happens, I've got the front row bench. I sit next to Mr. Juncker, the President of the European Commission, in the European Parliament. And in whatever capacity it is, I'm going to oversee these Brexit negotiations. I want democracy to work. I want the British people to get what they voted for. And do you know what? If they don't, I'm going to kick up a hell of a stink. I can see you doing it. Um, where are we now? In the United Kingdom, we have a small group of the professional political class former prime ministers, etc., all of whom wish to dilute and, if anything, stop Brexit from happening. Uh, Theresa May called an election. Uh, it's finished pretty badly for her. And it's finished pretty badly for Brexit because we now have given a bit of power back to the political class. What's going to happen? Well, Brexit will happen. Of course it will. It can't be stopped. 70% of the country now support Brexit, you know, whichever way they voted last year. What I'm fearful of is that we'll get Brexit in name only. And they'll water down much of it. So, so that battle is still ongoing in the UK. What is happening here? Uh, well, obstructionism. A pure obstructionism. Uh, Trump himself and the team around him are as determined as they were seven months ago. They genuinely believe they made a series of promises to American voters and their job is to carry out those promises. And in that, Trump reminds me of Mrs. Thatcher. Now, Mrs. Thatcher, however unpopular she may have been at times, said, no, no, this is where we're going. But to see what's happening with the judges, to see what's happening with parts of the media, to see what's happening with parts of the intelligence services, and quite honestly, to see what's been happening in some parts of the Republican Party, every attempt being made to stop him. I mean, the whole thing is so ridiculous, they've even named me now as a person of interest to the FBI. I mean, it's just complete and utter nonsense. Um, and, and, and now the latest, you know, is that uh, the president may well have obstructed justice. Well, I'll tell you what, they're obstructing democracy. It is wrong, it is wrong in America that the man is not given the chance to put his policies into action so that the electors can judge him in three years' time. So I'm, I'm actually very angry about what's going on in this country. They're trying to stop him. Um, but I'll tell you what, he's a tough cookie. What advice would you have for Donald Trump at this point? Well, there are two schools of thought. You know, one is sack everybody. <laughs> I just don't think that works. And I think the Comey thing has probably made things worse. I, I, I think that we're getting very close to the moment, uh, given these levels of obstructionism, uh, and frankly just lies. I think we're getting very close to the moment where he's going to have to make a bigger dress to the nation. You know, live on television to say, look, folks, I'm trying to do what you asked me to do. Washington is stopping me. And I think he needs to make that absolutely clear. Okay. Right. Uh, the, the UKIP leader uh, stepped down. I know. After the, after, and you've been uh, mentioned as someone who might, might take his place. Uh, <laughs> well, look. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are that, you know, uh, 25 years of my life was given up to 
getting a brand new political movement off the ground, which is very difficult, almost impossible. Um, and I felt after Brexit that I'd achieved more in British politics than I could ever have achieved, and I was happy to step back. I am continuing in the European Parliament. It's not as if I've retired. So there are big calls for me to come back, not just to do the Brussels scene, but to do the UK scene again as well. All I'll say is this, I haven't made my mind up, all I'll say is this, that if, and if we come to a point where everything that I fought for, everything that I argued for, gets watered down by our political class, I will be back. This is Nigel Farage, and we'll be right back. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C., Dr. Chaps will be right back. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today, I want to invite you to sign a critical petition to defend innocent babies and to end abortion in America. On this show, we like to pray and petition God. But we also need you to take action today by petitioning Congress to stop the taxpayer-funded child killing, especially by defunding Planned Parenthood, America's number one abortion provider. Why are your taxes paying to murder innocent children in the womb? Well, if Congress would simply define personhood as life beginning at conception, we can reverse Roe versus Wade. Please join me today by signing this important petition to Congress. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org and sign your petition today. Sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Do you ever wonder how to discern your own thoughts from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or angels or invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps, and you've seen us talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. In fact, I wrote my PhD dissertation, How to See the Holy Spirit, Angels and Demons. But now, we have an exciting 17-part video Bible study on a four-disc DVD set that you can get for your small group or your church. If you just visit PrayInJesusName.org and offer a suggested donation of $99. Or call us toll-free at 866-Obey-God. Get this 17-part video series, and for a limited time only, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Get this important Bible study series for you and your church. Or call us at 866-Obey-God right now. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. We're here at the Marriott in Lone Tree, Colorado, where I'm joined now by my new friend, Father Andre Mahana. I want to introduce him to our audience. Father, you are a hero to people who care about religious freedom. And you came from Lebanon, which used to be a Christian nation. Do you think it still is today? Well, it definitely is in its own way. Not number-wise, but uh, the influence and the importance of the Christian role in the Middle East. It is and it is a hero nation because of this coexistence with the Muslims. It succeeded upon histories of conflicts and massacres, making up in peace and an accord for the sake of good religious freedom for all. And this is what I was trying to hope that will happen in this nation as well, maintain religious freedom. And you run a mission, it's called the Mission of Hope and Mercy. What, are, are you part of a Catholic order? What is this? Well, the uh, Apostolate of Our Lady of Hope, St. Rafka Mission of Hope and Mercy, is the first 
21st century established Catholic Church organization that is namely established to take care of the persecuted Christians in the Middle East and in North Africa. Usually the church never developed such an organization. So we are under the group ruling of United States Conference of Catholic Bishops and we aim importantly without being exclusive. We help everybody, but our first and main help is to take care of the Christian persecuted in Africa and in the Middle East because they are on the front line of being exterminated. So we read the news headlines about Christians being beheaded in the Middle East, but particularly in the context of the Syria conflict, which is right next to your homeland of, of Lebanon. Uh, and you have this website, SaveChristianMiddleEast.org. Correct. It, tell me what people find on that website and what is your mission? People will find our mission, first of all, is what we call a sea of hope and mercy. Save, educate, and aid. And um, in this regard, we tell the story of the persecuted Christians in Syria, in Lebanon, in Egypt, in Iraq, in Jordan, in um, most of the places in the Middle East and in North Africa. Then we ask people to be informed, to be alert here in the United States and else in the world. And after that, to assist, to aid, to offer help to these people. This is our mission. What is the story? What do we see? Unfortunately, you see a global phenomenon of persecution against the Christians. But what makes me very sad is that Syria, Lebanon, Iraq, these are historical places for the Christians and for Judaism at the same time. So you see there is an extension of Judeo-Christian foundation basically from the Middle East. It's like they are taking them off of their roots. They're bombing tombs of the prophets. They're massacring people in their homes, slaughtering children, taking them to sex slavery camps. And any place of worship or any civilization that has to do with the Bible, whether the Old Testament or the New Testament, they actually taken to extract it out of that land, and that's not fair. So this is a Muslim problem you're describing? This is a part of a Muslim rhetoric. Unfortunately, yes. Is it a Muslim problem? No. I think it's a problem of all civilizations in the world, not understanding the value of the Judeo-Christian civilization. So sometimes we as Christian nation, we allow these mistakes or we don't pay attention to what's going on over there. It's also partly our mistake as well. It's not only a Muslim problem, but it's happening on Muslim hands, unfortunately. Yeah. Last question. I first met you uh, in January at the presidential inauguration in Washington, D.C. But you were there again at the White House just last month, and you met with President Trump privately, I was told. Uh, what did you discuss with him, or what would you like to say to him publicly? Well, first of all, publicly, I like to bless him bless all of our administration. He has a tough job. I think he has to walk with the shoes of a prophet and he has to repent every day from his personal sins in order to merit the love and the trust of the people. And I want him to understand people bet by faith, by hope, by love, by constitution on the love of America and this is why they elected him. Patience, endurance, reaching out to the children to the younger people, consecrate this nation to the heart of Jesus, to the heart of the Virgin Mary, and do not be afraid, do not be afraid, but be kind, I would say be kind, reach out and be kind, and I want them to pay attention to immigrants, to people who are religiously persecuted, open up in a different alternative where we show America as a land that could spread in the world the message of coexistence, of peace, and of love, yet of safety as well for the rights of all people to live.
but especially for persecuted Christians. And your website again? SaveChristianMiddleEast.org. And sorry, I did not want to comment on what I said to the president privately. Oh, it's very private. But I understand the Catholic confessional booth. It, we don't want to. We don't want to say what Donald thing. Trump said to him in private. We don't want to. I can say. tell you one thing. He said, "Father, let me know what we can do." So whatever I asked him, and he really did it. To yes. tell you the truth, what we asked him, he partially did it. And uh, so, um, no, he's, he's a man who listens. He listens. You support Donald Trump? I do support um, anybody who's conservative, who's pro-life, anybody who said that religious freedom is matter, that we need to respect, and the persecuted Christians. And he fit all of these. So, of course, he was a candidate to promote the Constitution, promote life for all, and promote the safety for Christians and the pro-life. That's very important for us as a Christian leaders in this nation. We're not ashamed of it. Amen. Father, could I ask you to say a blessing and a prayer for our audience? Absolutely. I know your audience raises in a 250 some million people around the globe and you are here in Colorado spread all over the state as well. I want to ask Almighty God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit to bless your listeners, those who are sad, to give them consolation from their grief and those who are afraid, to give them courage and to allow the Holy Spirit to move through the TV channel into their hearts, into their homes, and to bless them, protect them from all evil, heal their sick ones, and bring their beloved ones back if they are so far away. And may God bless us all and grant us eternal life and bless this nation of United States of America, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I don't know if you can see this, but I'm getting goosebumps. And this man is an anointed man of God. I can tell you this. Father, thank you. Thank you so much. It's an honor to know you. It's an honor to see you again. Father Andre Mahana, his website, SaveChristianMiddleEast.org. We'll be right back. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today, I want to invite you to sign a critical petition to defend innocent babies and to end abortion in America. On this show, we like to pray and petition God, but we also need you to take action today by petitioning Congress to stop the taxpayer-funded child killing, especially by defunding Planned Parenthood, America's number one abortion provider. Why are your taxes paying to murder innocent children in the womb? Well, if Congress would simply define personhood as life beginning at conception, we can reverse Roe versus Wade. Please join me today by signing this important petition to Congress. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org and sign your petition today. Sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Thank you for watching. Please donate. Where else are you going to find these fascinating interviews with people like Nigel Farage? Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the Donate button. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due, when it is in the power of your hand to do so. God bless you in Jesus' name. We'll see you next time. Today I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But 
Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. 